to the NFL. What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. We are back. It's a Monday night, and we're back, and we're live. Tonight, we're going to talk about our favorite things. We're going to talk about our teams. I'm joined by uh, Major Mike Casper. How are you doing tonight, Mike? What's up, Jesse? Not to be confused with our fantasy teams, because nobody cares about those. No, 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 no. Our favorite NFL teams are what we did in free agency. I guess I should introduce myself, too. I'm Justin Schneeman. Also joined by my main man, Chad Mendoza. How are you doing tonight? Not feeling, not feeling the vibes from the pre, from the, from the. Uh, Chad and I got in a heated discussion before we started here. He and Mike, Mike was part of that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he attended, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, no, it's everything's good. Everything's good. Um, that's when everyone. That's like when everyone asks if everything's okay with my wife. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're, good. <laughs> we're great. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, everything's falling apart. It's all right. <laughs> whole podcast is about to end, but it's okay. Everything's fine here. Everything's fine. No, it's, good. it's not good. <laughs> no, but it's, it's but, but for real, we get very passionate about this stuff. So we really do argue about shit on and off the, the air. None of this is made up at all. Yep. But, yeah, so what we're going to do tonight, we have a new concept. Um, actually, uh, instead of just playing a game, to start off, we're going to set a timer. I have a random time. When uh, when timer goes off, we're going to drop what we're doing. We're going to play a little dynasty game, and that's going to lead to a little discussion whether Mike likes it or not. <laughs> well, I like discussions. <laughs> every time every time I bring up uh, uh, any free agent running back, you go, <laughs> Oh, yeah, because they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So while uh, in the meantime, before the timer goes off, we're just gonna we're gonna like I said, talk about our teams. Uh, who wants to go first? I, I I feel like I should go last, um, because you know, just as in the NFL draft, the Eagles go next to last. Okay, so well, start? and because they didn't do anything fun, so we'll start off with Mike. Right, yeah, I was gonna say, should we start with the worst? The worst goes first. Um, yeah, so the Broncos. I was, I was pretty excited with what Sean Payton did. Well, Sean Payton and George Payton, I guess, if the GM was that involved. I don't know. It sounds like Sean's really running the show there. But um, I just, I just like building a team through offensive, line, offensive line, right? So um, obviously, two big free agent um, line signings with uh, Mike McGlinchey from the Forty ers and Powers, the guard from the Ravens. So um, everyone's saying they spent way too much on McGlinchey. Look, at the end of the day, if you can get a tackle that can protect your quarterback, I don't think you're ever spending too much for a tackle. So, um, I mean, they also have the cap space for it. But um, yeah. I know, yeah, the, the, main, uh, the main point that I, I'd been reading through all the articles were let Russ breathe instead of let Russ, let Russ cook. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, that makes sense with our free agent signings. But uh, I, I know the Broncos are the number one free agent spenders. They spent like $235 million in contracts, which wow. the next closest was the Saints, which was like $177 million, And that, that was caught up in 
mostly Derek Carr. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone's kind of downgrading McGlinchey because he didn't, like, he's not fantastic. I mean, he had the ninth fewest QB pressures in 2022, had the highest PFF run blocking grade. I think, yeah, I think he's a much better run blocker than he is protector. But, uh, but, I mean, that's going to be very... You know, yeah. very good thing to have. <laughs> I mean, it, it shows too. I think I think they're going to want to run the ball more. They don't they don't want it to be on Russia's shoulder every time. So sure, uh, you know, maybe maybe good sign for uh, you know Javante Williams owners when he comes back. But um, they also got uh, P Ryan as the backup running back, which I honestly kind of like more for Mixon than I do for the Broncos. Um, I feel like he's just kind of the veteran presence that like Latavius Murray was there last year. So. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see them going after someone in the later rounds, um, like a fifth or sixth round running back, maybe to put in there if Javante's not ready. But, um, but I, it also yeah. it also tells me that the Bengals are going to draft someone. They have yeah. to draft someone at least to be Mixon's backup. They can just obviously no team goes in with just. I think Chris Evans is next up. So I mean, maybe they believe in him as a backup. I'm not sure, but they're probably going to draft someone. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I got I got some other stuff, but do you guys have anything to say as far as that so far? Or do you want me to? Yeah, I, I just they they were they were viewed as already having the weapons and just needing a quarterback going into last year, you know, when Russ came in. But obviously, that was that wasn't quite right. They were they also needed the, uh, some offensive line upgrades. So, um, and obviously, I don't want to say a coaching upgrade, but I mean I'm sure. Peyton is an upgrade over Hackett, but just somebody. Anybody's an upgrade over Hackett. Josh McDaniels <laughs> is an upgrade over Hackett. He's so the only one that has. He's the only one that hasn't lasted a year. So in the Broncos organizations, so you know, just somebody that's going to mesh with Russ. You know, Russ obviously handpicked Sean Payton from the time he was in Seattle. He tried to get Pete Carroll fired. Is the report to bring in with Sean Payton? So, I mean, just the. Russ is a difficult guy. His wife is a handful, as my wife always tells me. So he's probably a handful as well. Every time Russ comes on the TV, she goes, uh, you got to leave him alone. His wife's a handful. Well, <laughs> obviously, he's got a rough time at home, and he probably takes it out at work. You know, He's probably not the easiest guy to be around. So if you have Sean Payton in the building, upgrade the offensive line at all. It all really feels like it's coming together. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I, I really like, you know, the moves that Denver made, especially with the, you know, offensive line and getting that kind of, uh, you know, bolstered. I mean, like you were saying, uh, Mike, you know, the positional groups are, are pretty much set. They're ready to go. Um, but I, I do want to ask you, how do you feel about um, the Jerry Judy kind of rumors that have been going around? Yeah, yeah, I was going to I was going to talk about that, too. Um, I, I, I don't think they're really real. I, I heard someone saying like, "Oh yeah, I'd give a fourth and a fifth round pick for Judy." I don't think Denver, Denver's going to take that. <laughs> I I don't think they take anything less than a second for Judy. No, the I, all the rumors that I've been hearing is that they wouldn't take anything less than a first. They yeah. keep saying yeah, at yeah, least I've, a first. Yeah, I've, and I've they're not shopping that. him. The teams are calling them, and they keep telling them no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not shopping him, and, and and it doesn't sound like because at first it sounded like oh the Broncos are looking to move off of any of the three as far as. Judy Sutton or Hamler and I was like what well, kind of doesn't make sense and then it went down to just Judy now is what I'm hearing which like if if you get a first round pick like it it could make sense right like his contract's going to be up soon and he yeah. despite you know what he has or hasn't done so far in the NFL like he's going to want a contract extension 
He, has so, a, he, he was a first rounder, though, so you have a fifth round option, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's probably what's enticing to a team, right? To mm-hmm. to be able to give him that fifth year option. So, um, still wish we would have gotten CD Lamb that draft, but neither here nor there. Um, yeah, but if if we're not getting anything more than like a high, I would be okay with a high second if you want to move on and, and get another receiver in the draft or, or whatever the case might be. I'd be fine with that. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to move either receiver. To be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Sutton reports were the ones that were kind of weird to me because he's so overpaid um, compared to his production that you wouldn't think anybody would really be wanting to pick up that contract unless they were giving them like a fifth or sixth or something. Yeah, and, and from what I've heard too is that I, that that Sean Payton views Sutton as his like Michael Thomas kind of, mm. um, nice. which I mean I could I yeah could I can see that terrible like big big body go up and get it kind of guy. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I don't think either one's going to get traded unless draft day someone makes an offer that they can't refuse. Yeah. Now, now that the Cowboys got Brandon Cooks, I think they were in the running trying to get Judy. So I, I don't, I don't know who else is going to be aggressively coming after him. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see. I'm glad he, he, you know, looks like he is going to be staying, and and that that's going to be an exciting offense with Sean Payton there, and and you know, allowing Russ to find his groove again and really get back into it and, and really be, you know, get back to being the quarterback that we know he is. So I think, I think Russ's value is, is still, you know, really low right now. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to acquire him in, in several places where I'm kind of, you know, competing. And maybe even if I have two solid quarterback options, trying to, ha- trying to acquire him low is, as maybe a, a potential guy to have as my third, or even like in season, if he does come back into form, you know, flipping him to another team and, you know, bolstering another area of my uh, roster that didn't really pan out. I actually made a trade with Jesse for Russ recently. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I was a, I've been a pretender for three years now, and I have a treasure trove of draft picks. So I've been trying to uh, get to a competing team now. Um, but I gave him the 112, Kenny Pickett, and Jerry Judy for Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, and Cooper Cup. The the one twelve, Pickett and Judy. The one twelve, Pickett and Judy. It's Jesse. <laughs> we made it last <laughs> week. We looked at the face that I'm making because I don't remember doing this. Well, oh, Reggie. It's good time. Yeah, so it was, it was the one twelve, Kenny Pickett and Jerry Judy. Is Drunk well. Jesse made this trade. I that gave away. I had some. <laughs> Trade Russell, Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup. I made you take Michael Thomas. I do remember that part. Okay, I don't. I don't think that's too bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, if if Russ comes back into form and Cup, you know, is able to uh, solidify himself back as you know a high end wide receiver one, then I mean, yeah, it looks like that side is is you know probably more desirable, but. You know, then again, Judy could come out and, and do really well if Russ does really well. So, um, you know, maybe that evens out a little bit. Yeah. And I planned on him being my QB, too, but I was able to swing a deal for Herbert. So now I have Herbert, Lamar, and Russ. Yeah. So, it's crazy to think about. Judy is still, what, like 23 or something? So yeah. 23, yeah. So I flipped Judy immediately for the 110, uh, a 24 second, and a 25 third. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Is that a little low on his value or Judy one ten? What was it? What was what else was it? I got one ten, uh, twenty four second, 
mid mid to high second and a 25 third. I think it's probably about right. I mean, I guess it just depends on how you see how you see him doing this year, but um, yeah. I think that's I mean, probably about right. Yeah, it's a team that I'm starting a, a full rebuild on, so I'm just trying to get assets and yeah. And yeah. I guess it depends on who falls to that 110 too and what the what the class end up ends up looking like if if you know another running back gets draft capital that 110 is looking like a really nice spot all of a sudden. So, yeah. uh, you know, if a Sean Tucker <laughs> ends up uh, you know, going in the second round or something then, you know, that 110 starts looking more appealing. Yeah. Or Charbonnet. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that, assuming he does get the capital, um that's what I meant is just, you know, that's when you have either him or or Tucker or one of the wide receivers kind of falling a little bit. Yeah. What sucks though is that I don't even want running backs. It's because we don't. This is a positionless format, mm. so I don't even want running backs in this league. But I'll take them because I think there's plenty of people in the league that I haven't figured that out yet. So I just flip them. Yeah, everybody loves running backs, no matter the format. Um, it is point two point per carry, but um, yeah, I mean, okay. other positions get a get bonus too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and as far as the Broncos go, all, all else that they did in free agency is they got Chris Manhurts, uh, blocking tight end. Uh, so to do what Alberto probably can't. Stidham is the backup to Russell Wilson now, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, everyone thought it was an overpay for two years, $10 million for a backup. I don't So that right. I mean, I feel like that's backup money. Um, and then they got Zach Allen, <laughs> the, the defensive lineman from Arizona, um, who co- I guess played with Vance Joseph. So I think that had – so, you know, Vance Joseph, former head coach, is now the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, so I think a familiar face. I wish they would have kept Draymond Jones. I think he's better. And they both signed for about the same price. But, yeah, whatever. If, if Joseph can get out of Allen again, I'll take it. So overall excited, lots of money, right, uh, which I don't always like in free agency. But when you don't have a whole lot of draft capital and you're trying to fill some holes and you got holes, well, not holes in your wallet, but you've got enough cash in the wallet to spend it, then I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, and what I like about, um, I guess this is just the last point that I'll make, but um, what I really like about Denver's um, free agency is that they, they use their money to really like, you know, bolster other positions um, that they didn't spend on. So, you know, their offensive linemen should make the quarterback better, should make the wide receivers better, um, you know, should make the running back better because you have the players already. You just need to, you know, put them in a position to be able to be, Used to the best of their abilities, um, so I really, I really like how they went about it. Yeah, same. All right, enough about the donkeys. Well, Dad. actually, I, oh, okay. I want to talk about Sutton and Dulcich a little bit, and because we talk about their value a little bit. So, uh, let's say in a straight up PPR, no tight end premium. Who would you rather have? Just in a, you know, for a flex play, Sutton or Dulcich? Oh, Sutton. Yeah, yeah Sutton. Sutton. Pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. How about Sutton or Fryermuth? Fryermuth. I'd rather have Sutton. Straight PPR, no premium. Right. Oh, no premium? no premium? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going with yeah. Sutton. Okay. I'm sorry. I only play in premiums. So that's like all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> I only have so one. Half one. point uh, premium, you'd still rather have Sutton over Dulcich? Half point premium, I'm going. Uh, no, yeah, I'd rather have Sutton. I, I'd but I'd rather have Fryermuth than Sutton in, in, a, in any premium league. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, last I looked at Dulcich's, I'm going to bring him up right now. His value is through the roof on DTC. Yeah, really? 19.1. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. Yeah, you want to guess what Sutton's is? 
probably half of that. Oof, not even. 7.3. Isn't that that the same thing that happened last year? Yeah. (laughs) And he started okay, but then he got hurt. So, you mean Judy's is 19 and a half. So, Judy's, they have Judy. Yeah, there's no way that Judy and Dulcich's uh, value is, is similar. Yeah, hey, that's no, that's in premium, right? That's in tight end premium. Yeah, it's tight end premium. Yeah. I have it stuff for you. Wow. So yeah, I mean, yeah there, there's no way. That's crazy to me. But I mean, I guess it's based on. Um, I mean, he's still a dart throw for me, uh, Dulcich. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but for me, yeah. he's still a guy that I'm not super confident going into a year being, even like you know, a flex guy for me. I'm hoping, yeah. right? I'm hoping he'll be a flex yeah, play. He's, and back yeah. he's my tight end two, three, like. On a team, like yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not relying on any stars from him this year. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but it, like, but I'm hoping, you know, I'm very hopeful. Yeah. I think that you know, with Russ and Peyton, and if he's healthy, he's got the role all to himself. Yeah, absolutely, it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. also, That's how possible. You sell it. You just be like, oh, it's Jimmy Graham 2.0. Just, just wait. Those are just gonna yeah. be Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Yeah, but we have no idea what this offense is going to look like. Oh, I know. Like. Exactly. That's why, that's, that's why I don't believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. You, and the best you no. can do is hope for it. You can't You can't count on it to be competitive. You can't – you can't certainly can't be one of your starters. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it also depends on how you see the position. So, for me, even even um, in a tight end premium uh, league, I'm looking at tight ends. All those guys, all those Dulcich-esque players mm-hmm. that really haven't proven it yet, and we're all looking at as potential plays. Uh, I view them all in the same bucket, and I just want to have as many of them as possible, but for the lowest amount of value I can possibly spend on them. So if I could have like four of those guys on my roster, um, then I'm happy because I'm just yeah. hoping one of them hits. Because rarely any of them do, you know. So yeah, I have a shitload just... of them from last year. I spent all my late round picks on Dulcich, likely um, Ruckert, Bellinger. Uh, you know, at Otten, they've all yeah. hit or not hit to different degrees. And, yeah, you know, Chig. I'm still at Chig. He's another one. I have three. Uh, McBride's another one, even though I spent uh, higher higher picks on him. I, I have three or four of those guys on most of my rosters because of, from last year. Yeah. When I'm never going out years? to spend on any of those guys. Like, I want to get those guys in the draft or, like, yeah. when nobody believes in them. Yes, um, exactly. I Like, some of those guys, Bellinger, I picked up off waivers. After yeah. That. Uh, Jelani Woods, shit like that. Like those guys weren't even drafted. So, I mean, the, it's going to happen this year too. It's really deep, um, athletic tight end class. So, yeah, give me the Sam Laportas of the world, you know, in the third, uh, you know, borderline fourth round. Yeah, yeah. Well, these guys are absolutely going to be available for the I mean, fifth round. I, I mean, I mean, God, gosh, Jesse, in this two point tight end premium league that we're in together, yeah, I got Dulcich at the four one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's like so yeah. No matter where these I, I, I mean, feel like third and fourth rounders are always good dart throws for tight end. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you hit great. If you don't. Yeah. Right. It's it's I guess it also works on running back because you, you get your Ramondre Stevenson and Khalil Herbert and uh Elijah Mitchell, which all you know, maybe they help you for a little while, maybe they hit and be a starter like Ramondre, but there's a full spectrum for those guys too. But yeah, that's why that is that is the uh, that's the argument right there to not just throw away your third, fourth, fifths. They are worth shit. You know, I just always use them to get deals done. Yeah, so I, I hear you. Right on. All right, Chad. What happened with the Giants, man? 
Yeah, so a lot, actually. Um, you know, I guess we started off the free agency period by making a little bit of a, you know, a slow start with some low budget moves, which, you know, I'll probably get into those last. But the kind of big move uh, that they kicked things off with was re-signing Daniel Jones to a four-year contract, uh, which I am fairly excited about. I was happy they got the deal done. Um, you know, it was one of those things where there was a time when, you know, us Giants fans were a little bit nervous about, you know, whether the deal was going to get done, uh, whether they were going to let him walk, uh, you know, with the agency switch and all that kind of stuff. Try to not read too much into it. But anyways, uh, they got the deal done. Um, you know, some people look at it as an overpay. I don't because I believe in the player. I think that, you know, he's good enough. Um, he's going to be good enough with, with a good enough roster around him. I think what he did with this, uh, you know, really, really, really negative roster um, and, you know, just having a plus coach it was pretty impressive. You know, as somebody who watches every giant snap multiple times, I think, you know, he is the reason why we won some of those games, um, especially with his legs. And I'm excited to see what he does with uh, better players surrounding him. You know, getting Saquon Barkley back on the franchise tag, um, happy with that. I hope they do lock him into um, what I'm hoping is like a two-year contract. Um, I mean, a three would be okay, but I'd rather be a two-year contract if I'm being completely honest. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they, they tagged him, so that's good. Cutting Kenny Galladay, that's a plus, right? <laughs> addition by subtraction so uh you know that's pretty great and then uh of course picking up paris campbell um that i think that's a really underrated move Uh, i was surprised that they grabbed him sure if he stays healthy he's great yeah fit probably for that yeah and i mean he's on a one-year prove it deal so there's really no there's really no risk to it so um i thought it was i mean it was just a few years ago he was a promising second round player uh he's just dealt with a lot of you know, injury issues, which, you know, Giants fans know a lot about because every single one of our players uh, get, get hurt very often. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then the Darren Waller trade happened. Right. And that was the big one. So I really like what they're starting to build around uh, around Daniel Jones. They brought back Isaiah Hodgins, who I think played really well down the stretch last year, especially coming in, you know, mid season not really knowing um, the offense as far as the players he's playing with. He, he probably knew the scheme quite a bit, you know, having worked with Dayball before. Well, but tell jumping, James Bradbury that. <laughs> what's that? Don't tell James Bradbury that. He destroyed him. But anyway, go on. So, uh, but yeah, he came He came in and he, he played really, really well, um, especially for what they're, what they're paying him. <laughs> so yeah. that was good. They brought back Darius Slayton, um, who's a good role player. And I think they're going to use Darren Waller as a focal point. What I really liked about that move personally was that I didn't really like any of the wide receivers on the market. Um, You know, overpaying for Jacoby Myers is not something that appealed to me. Uh, I was really, really worried the Giants were going to go out there and do that out of desperation. Uh, Should have known better because Joe Shane is, uh, you know, shown to be absolutely unbelievable so far in his tenure with the Giants. And yeah, they said if we can't bring in a, a, a number one wide receiver, we're going to go out there and just get a number one playmaker, um, and that's what they do with Darren Waller. So, right on, right on. So, question I couldn't ask Mike because the Broncos don't have any picks, right? They traded away the one pick they traded for. 
right? Just not, mm-hmm. not in the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a- what do you think? Do you think the Giants are going to take a wide receiver in the first round? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's it's either going to be for me. It's either going to be a, um, a wide receiver or cornerback. Uh, I think if a cornerback falls, um, if if one of the one of the high end cornerbacks fall, because the cornerback is so deep in this draft, yeah, um, then they may they may go there um, because that is a position of need as well, and I think they could get good value there. But you know, if a Quentin Johnson falls or Zay Flowers um, or even Jordan Addison, I can see them going that route as well. I don't think they're going to go for a guy like Jalen Hyatt, um, you know, or any of the guys that people view as those you know higher end second round players. Uh, I think they are trying to focus on getting what they, you know, what they believe to be a, a high end number one wide receiver. Um, and if they can't do that, I don't think that they're going to, you know, press the issue and reach for it. Yeah. You know, it, it, there aren't a lot of outside receivers available that are rated really high in this draft that would, you know, go in the first round. Yeah. It's well, really the good high. thing, the good thing about Quentin Johnson, the more I think about it is, you know, the Giants have a heavy move offense. They, they move a lot of their guys around, um, kind of give them a buildup on, on their on their routes and let them really take off. And that's something that Quentin Johnson did in college really, really well. Um, so I think if they were to get something like somebody like him and he can play, especially in these short and intermediate routes and, and get the ball in his hand and let him play make a little bit. That's what the Giants want to do. They don't really want somebody, a typical X wide receiver to go, you know, uh you know just dominate a game they want to move they want to they want to build up a lot of speed yeah. players and you know really move guys around and mix things up and try to create mismatches so cuz it's it i mean Brian sort of is hinting at a at a point here that you have th- it does seem like you have three players now that operate in the same area of the field Waller uh, Waller, Wandale, and Paris Campbell. At least Paris Campbell and and, and Wandale seem to be similar. Similar. Players. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're that similar. To be honest, I think that. Um, I think Wandale's maybe you know restricted a little bit more than Paris Campbell was in college. I think that Paris Campbell, you know, could play a little bit more of a, tr- a traditional slot role. Um, you know, Wandale is somebody they see as really as a weapon. You know, they're trying to, you know, move, like I said, just move him around the offense and find mismatches. More of a gadget. Um, yeah, more of a gadget guy. Uh, but they, they have lined him out on the outside. They have put him in the slot. They, they have used him traditionally as well. And, and, you know, he was doing fairly well before the injury. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a wait and see thing. I don't think that the uh, Kafka and uh, Dayball are really uh, pigeonholed into running a typical NFL pro style offense. I think they're really, you know, they're really fluid in what they do and they want to just get as much different difference makers. And the number one thing they kept talking about during this off season, you know, thus far is we need to get faster. We need to get faster. We need to get faster. So in every position we want speed. Um, And yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, you know, maybe, maybe Jalen Hyatt does make a little sense for you guys. Yeah. I just think first round is a reach for him. If any, for any team, yeah, I think I think Quentin Johnson's going to be the guy that uh, I, he wouldn't be my number one option, but he's the guy I think most realistically is probably the guy the Giants want. If he falls that far, 
Yeah. Which I mean, a lot of people, have, some, it, it's really weird with him. A lot of people have him, not a lot of people. Some people have him as the number one wide receiver. Some people have him as number four or five wide receiver on the board. Yeah. So uh, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Whichever team likes him and, and decides they want a wide receiver at that point in the draft, you know, he could go early, but I mean, I wouldn't rule out him falling to 25 or the giants making a push up the board, uh, you know, into the teens for him. If he makes it that far. Waller can get open downfield as well. It's not like he's stuck in the mud. So he's not exactly. Uh, yeah. So Brian Ford makes a good point. Um, Tillman might be available later. Xavier Hutchinson also is a nice option on the outside. A.T. Perry. There are bigger guys that are available later in the draft. If that's yeah. what you're looking for. You know, so you don't have to go wide receiver. Well, Quint- Quentin Johnson, the reason I mentioned him is because he is a bigger guy, but he's also a guy that, can catch these short routes mm-hmm. and and he's a playmaker. I mean, he is right. with the ball in his hand a very very dangerous player. Yeah, um, excel- rare acceleration. Yeah. So I think that that combination is somebody that they probably will be drooling over. Um yeah. yeah. If he falls that far. Hey, do you guys Oh shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, do you guys think uh Waller can be like a top 5 tight end again? with this move or do you think he's a wait and see since we haven't seen it in so long? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that kind of value for him, but I mean, anything's he's got the talent to do it. I'd, I would expect it to happen. I think, um, I think you've got to, you've got to treat him like a 30 year old tight end that's coming off of an injury um, or a couple of injuries, you know, in the last two years that really affected you know, his production um, and understand that he's coming into a new team as well. Um, the Giants are a team that use tight ends very, very well and very efficiently. So, yeah, I mean, I would be excited if I have him. I'm not going out of my way to overpay for him in Dynasty, though. Mm-hmm. I have him more like in the Evan Ingram, like late nine, eight, nine, ten kind of area. Still believe in him as a tight end, tight end one, but like, you know, later tight end one, I would. I would pay him a mid second for him, possibly if I was a contender and I, it was a high premium league, I might take a shot on him. But that's even tough because I, I got to tell you that this year's draft is very, very deep. It may be a little flat, but it's very deep. So mid second is, you know, mid second is the same as like a late second, early third this year. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So, all right, cool. Um, I guess what I want to ask about the Giants most is uh, Saquon and Dimes' value. You know what? Where are they at this point? So, what is Saquon still a top five dynasty running back or now? Not even close. Top five? I think he is top five. Yeah, yeah, he's top five for me still. Yeah, so you got B. John, Brees, um, Walker, J- JT, Walker, and then next is Saquon for you. I think so. Okay. I'm trying to think, and there may be somebody I'm leaving out. What um, about Travis Etienne? No, I'd rather have Saquon. It, it depends if I'm if I'm a a, a relatively young CMC roster. If I was competing, yeah, yeah, I'd rather have CMC as well. So yeah, probably just outside the top five for me. Um. 
Okay. Yeah, I'd rather have CMC. Yeah. Uh, if I'm like a rebuild, and it's just about it's just about you know the state of your roster, right? Like if you're competing, yeah, um, then you know you have a your choice between Travis Etienne and um, you know Saquon CMC. I'm I'm probably going with the uh, with the latter there. Uh, Etienne, I I mean I'm maybe not as high on him as some people are. I, some people talk about him being you know two three. Um, I just don't see it. I'm not that high on him. I'm pretty high on him, though. If he can stay healthy, he's going to do huge things on that offense. Too much. You know, the problem is, I don't think he's, I don't think he's built for, th- like three down Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, um, type of workload. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and, and the Jaguars haven't proven that they're willing to give that to him consistently over the course of a season either. So. Yeah, they did for a stretch last year, and I think it spooked him. Like. He got a little bit injured and it spooked him and they stopped doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I really like Travis ATN. I, I think he's a little bit a little bit further down than those guys. He's sort of like a tier tier down. Still top twelve for me, probably though. Like I, I I like him better than Najee in the same draft class. Yeah. I mean, you know, Travis Etienne, I mean he's still what wide receiver. He was still somewhere in the teens. Like it's not like he had like a running you know. What what do you say? You said wide receiver. I mean, yeah, running back. He he's like it's not like he he you know finished in the top ten uh, running backs. You know, he's still right. somewhere in the teens. So I mean, he he still does. He's it's still all potential at this point. Yeah. As far as doing it over the course of the season, I don't want another uh, overpay and you know have another Swift on my hands uh, because I mean you know he doesn't perform this season. You're getting into that kind of territory where it's only a matter of time before they bring in another guy too. Uh, you know, even if it's just a split carries for a while. Yeah. Right. All right. So I think we've delayed the, oh no, sorry. We didn't get to Danny Dimes yet. So what, um, what's it, what's it cost to get him in a super flex? I'm higher on him than I've seen some, I've seen some people say they still rather have Kirk Cousins than Daniel Jones, Um, which for me is like ridiculous, but What's that? The age difference and the rushing. And the rushing. Yeah, the rushing floor is what I'm after. Maybe real football you can make an argument, but in fantasy football. Yeah, I'm talking about in fantasy. And, yeah, yeah, I think it's absolutely insane. I mean, I think people are really still scared of him just because of, you know, the name um, and, you know, the prior uh, perceptions, you know, coming into this year where Dable really allowed him to run the ball more. Um, you know, and he held up and that's the thing. He stayed healthy. He didn't take, you know, a lot of really big hits. Um, you know, what I noticed too, is when he was rushing the ball, he did sometimes get a little bit overzealous and, and try to go, you know, head up with some defensive backs, which is fine. Cause he's a big guy. I think he's bigger than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh Oh, what's the timer. That's the timer. Can we get a better timer? <laughs> a, more, a more fun time. I thought like your pizza got here or something. <laughs> you like right. the, the nuke, like meh, meh, meh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just ding the dong. least exciting time, like game timer ever. It's like ding, ding dong, ding dong. You know what he could do? So I just this is a sorry funny story while Jesse pulls up the game. Uh, last year when I was at Cadet Summer Training the soldiers that we were training with, they had an Aztec death whistle. Have you ever heard those before? No. What is so that? it's a whistle where when you blow into it, it sounds like a woman doing a 
blood curdling scream. Like Oh. scared the crap out of me. Yeah, so I, I have. When, when I was in Mexico last year. Actually. Yeah, so I bought one for my cadets this year. I was thinking maybe I could use that, Jesse. In the future. Nice. Love I'll it. just come in and use that as your... <laughs> um, you could be the sounds <laughs> horrible. It's really bad. I love scaring my wife with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Why do, they, do you know why they call it the Aztec... What is it called? The Aztec... Death whistle? Azte- Aztec death whistle. Yeah, it sounds like mm-hmm. sounds like somebody literally dying. I think it was just scared people away or something. Or animals. Like a, I have no idea. But like a ritual ritual whistle whistle or something. Like you blow it and yeah, it looks creepy. It looks like a little little shrunken head with like little you know feathers coming out of it and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can put your mouth on that, and I will. Uh, I will not. I will not own one. <laughs> so. <laughs> So if really bad stuff happens to me, you know why. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to play a little Who Am I? Ready? Okay. Ready. So, we, know how this, we know how this works. Um, I will just say facts about this player. And when you're ready, just yell out your name, I guess. We're going to have to get – you get yourself a, a, an Aztec death whistle, and that will be your buzzing, All right. So try <laughs> to have to get yourself something. No, but you, right for now, now, for now, just for, say no. no. Okay, okay. I was for like me. this. I was like this is really short notice, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> like game starting in five seconds. Find your your uh, your buzzer. <laughs> no, just say your name. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right. I am twenty six years old. No, you're not, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unbelievable. Uh, you guys are cheeks. <laughs> Go ahead and look that up, listeners. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I have been a running back one in standard once. God, I don't know anything about standard. So, uh, 26 year old running backs. Say your name when you have the answer. All right. I have been a running back two in PPR once. All right. I have been in the league for four years. Could have figured that out. All right, I I recently signed with the Buffalo Bills. Mike, oh, <laughs> Mike, Damian Harris. Damian Harris. There we go. He was an RB one. He was because he had fifteen touchdowns. Oh, I was thinking the RB one. Okay, never mind. I'm dumb. I'm, I, I was like, <laughs> I, I was it. like, this is getting really narrow, and I can't think of anybody. I did say it. RB one. All right, Chad. Um, what are you drinking tonight, Chad? Speaking of, <laughs> um, I just finished a bottle of Cuban rum, uh, the Sky Twelve Year. Um, nice. Yeah, and now I'm drinking a uh, Shiner uh, Trail Ale, um, Trail Mix inspired beer. It's really good. Right on. What are you drinking, Mike? Water. Water. <laughs> Me too. Out of a Medieval Times cup. Oh, nice. I got a ruck tomorrow morning, so. Yeah, me too. Water in there. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a Tuesday. Who doesn't have to work tomorrow? 
No, I said a he said ruck. 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 Oh, ruck. A ruck march. It's a hike ruck. with with a big backpack with on. Thirty five pound backpack. Oh shit! Oh, man, fuck that. I like how I like how Jesse's like me too, and you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make some soup or something. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go in and um, make some tofu burritos or some stupid shit. <laughs> Definitely not running around. Tofu burritos. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get ready. Well, I'm not going to make the burritos, but I'm going to make the tofu scramble with nutritional yeast. That's some kind of like fusion food. It's vegan. So we do they, a vegan brunch. They don't have yeast on popcorn. Do they have That's tofu? Delicious. Well, you're right. I don't think tofu is a traditional South American ingredient. Is it? No, it's not. This oh, is South <laughs> American. <That's> what, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, definitely not. <laughs> All right, so Damian Harris. Every time I bring him up, Mike it causes Mike to run to the bathroom. Yeah, that's why my camera went off. All right, so but what do you guys think of him as a com- as a combo with James Cook? Pretty much that. Gonna be the touch- uh, is he going to be the touchdown uh, vulture? Like I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, Josh Allen's already the touchdown. Vulture. I know. So it's like, how many touchdowns is Harris going to even get to be relevant? Like. No, nah, I don't think he's going to be relevant. I think it's just going to be enough to annoy James Cook. On so why are we talking about him? <laughs> because, <laughs> because we need to tell people to avoid the trap, right? I, I, I mean, I, I would, I would still be in on Cook. Like, I'm not super. I've never yeah. been super high on Cook, but like they trusted Cook a lot more towards the end of the season, and especially in the playoffs, which I think says something. Um, they didn't bring Singletary back for a reason, so. Honestly, surprised they didn't bring in someone like Kareem Hunt. I can't believe that guy's still not signed, but I don't know. Maybe he's yeah, just, that's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's probably asking him left. Right? Bad, well, him and Zeke. Well, I mean, Zeke is Zeke. Teams teams might be waiting until after the draft too. You know, yeah. See what they uh, see what they can get for the for the cheap. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, most likely at this point. But well, I mean, there were two signings today. Today being Monday, if this comes out on Wednesday, but um, also Devin Singletary to the to the Texans. Um, I want y'all's reaction, and I'll give you mine. You already know. I don't. I don't care. I do. <laughs> I do care because I own Damian Pierce in a couple places, and if if all you're telling me his his competition is Devin Singletary, then awesome. Yeah, wheels up for Damian Pierce. I like it. They re-signed Laramie Tunsil, made him the highest paid tackle in the game. Um, I just I kind of believe in the D'Amico Ryan's vibe. You know what I mean? I think he's a great leader. I thought he was a great linebacker. He's definitely a good, uh, great defensive coach. Um, you know, I think that they're doing the right things with that offense. They're going to bring in a quarterback, obviously. Bryce Young, hopefully. And uh, you know, Damian Pierce is the guy. It tells me Damian Pierce is the guy, right? Let me let me ask you guys this because this is a very kind of interesting question. Um, would you rather have so out of the guy that you like more, whether that be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, right, um, or Will Levis, um, out of the guy that you like personally the most, who would who would you rather them get drafted by, the Panthers or the Texans today? Panthers. Really? Because I, I would rather I'd rather uh, the quarterback 
I, I like Bryce Young. I'd rather him be on, on the Texans, to be honest. Okay. I, I, Anthony, I just believe in Frank Wright. I actually think the Texans, too, to be honest. Yeah, why? Tell me. Tell me. Um, I think the team Panthers have, have Terrence Marshall, Shai Smith, Tommy yeah. Tremble, and Miles Sanders. All right. Houston has Damian Pierce and Nico Collins. And Mechie. Dalton Schultz. Oh, Dalton Schultz. That's right. That was the and other Mechie. one. And uh And they're probably going to gonna draft somebody else. And, and draft I mean, if, if Mechie, that's a huge if. You know, with Mechie still, you know, I, I'm I'm really pulling for the guy, but that's not it's not a guarantee. And there's a long off season to go. I will say, well, I mean, the Panthers have Adam Thielen. I just well, that's I, I just think the, the Panthers. So <laughs> I mean, Thielen Thielen's not the, the Texans defense is he's not Thielen anymore. So and we like crappy defenses to go against good offenses to make high scoring games, which I think the Texans are going to be in more. High scoring games slash shootouts. And so who's, Panthers who's the Texans? Terrible division. Who's the Texans? Texans offensive coordinator? Somebody that that D'Amico stole from um, from the Niners, I assume. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That she, I was mainly I was mainly talking about the players, but like the supporting cast. But yeah. Well, okay. So, but what I'm saying is, I'd rather I'd rather that quarterback go to somebody that I know is going to be able to, to develop him in Frank Reich, and like I know he's in. In good hands. I you know he's going to be able to develop them. Yes, that's what Frank Reich. He, I just I believe that he will. I mean, look what he did with um, Nick Foles. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, look what he did. So, with he achieved. He he's achieved on with one old guy, and then he failed with Wentz, <laughs> and then he failed with Matt Ryan. I, he's so never been. Rookie. Come on, he's, he's not with the Eagles anymore, Jesse. You could say he stunk in Indy. It's okay. He did stink in Indy. He didn't stink in Indy. His he did stink in Indy. He didn't make the playoffs. He stunk in Indy. His quarterback stunk in Indy. Frank Reich's quarterback stunk in Indy. But because he couldn't develop him. He's the quarterback whisperer. He could develop him. He got – he was given the Tin Man and a bunch of old like, – I'm pretty Washington sure he advocated for the Tin Man. Well, that's not – Yeah, I don't think he was given anybody. I don't yeah. think he was given anybody. I think he chose yeah, somebody who didn't work. Just, yeah, he, he, he did choose the head coach. Like, well, damn. Okay. All right. All right. I still, uh, I still believe in Frank Wright. I know he. Won well, I, I don't. Like, I don't know anything about the Texans coaching staff at the moment, like in depth. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, I'm not really going to talk about that. But as far as this supporting cast goes, I, I, I like the Texans supporting cast a little bit better, and I think they're. You know, younger and uh, you know have room to grow. I, I just don't think the Panthers have many good young players. Uh, not that the Texans do either, but at least they have some. Yeah. Like the thing with the Panthers is they gave up two firsts and two seconds. Yeah, they just yeah they gave up. That's where you so get much. like much. So they're gonna have to rely on getting like third and fourth round playmakers. If they would have kept DJ Moore, I probably would have said the Panthers. They did have some extra picks, so they right. do have a second this year. Um, but didn't they give the, up two seconds? Yeah, but they did. They had extra picks. They had an extra second this year. Oh, they had it from the CMC trade. That's right. Right. So and uh, so they're not as they're not as barren as people think they are. But the Texans also have an extra first. Yeah. So they have yeah. the twelfth overall as well. So they the I Texans have. Yeah, I mean the Texans have uh, you know quite a few picks. Over. I think they have 12, 12 uh, draft picks. 
Wow. They still have a lot of picks from the Watson trade. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I mean, a lot of people have them mock. You know, have them mocked as as taking a receiver with the twelfth pick, which I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they're offensive lineman either. Yeah, they're in a really good spot. So I think both places are really good. I also like the Colts as a landing spot. I, I think the Panthers is the worst landing spot out of any of the ones that are kind of being mocked right now. I, I would. I, I think the Raiders is a better spot. Um, especially for a quarterback that may, may, may need to sit a year. I think the Colts is probably the best spot, and then I like the Texans over the Panthers uh, as far as landing spot goes. Right. So I think the Panthers is the worst one. I mean, not saying that it's like, you know, the Cleveland Browns of 2013, you know, but. Yeah, I guess, I mean, they are they are a little bare as far as weapons, but they do seem to have some cap to spend, and they're, and they're not as barren with picks as people. All right, so we've delayed the inevitable long enough. It's time to talk about the Eagles and all the spectacular moves that they made in <laughs> So Obviously, they weren't going to do a whole lot, but I, I, the number one move that they made was bringing back Jason Kelsey because through that offensive line, everything flows with that offense. Without that offensive line and, um, you know, that center – you know, the, the guy that's playing at the at, at his highest level at the age of 35, the fact that he decided to come back is huge, right? So it uh, maintains continuity in the offensive line. They did lose an offensive lineman, Isaac Sayamalu, the right guard, but he's replaceable. In fact, they drafted his replacement last year in the second round. His name's Cam Jurgens. Um, he was a monster in training camp, and he was going to take over for Kelsey, but Kelsey came back. So he's going to play right guard. It might hurt the depth a little bit, but who cares? Um, they'll take care of that in the draft. So um, the other move was to let Miles Sanders walk. We already mentioned that he went to the Panthers. People are saying that um, they think that's a good thing for Miles Sanders, that he left the Eagles and, and his stock is up for going to the Panthers. I think that's really weird. Personally, I don't think that's good for his stock personally. He left a really good offense and went to a rebuilding, whatever it's going to be. Right? So what do you guys think about Miles Sanders' stock? I mean, he's the only guy there, so I, I uh, guess. I hate that argument, though. I think, no the ceiling, I think the ceiling I with the I Panthers is higher. I don't use that to buy it. Yeah. I think the ceiling with the Panthers is higher. I think the floor is a lot lower. Um, yeah. So uh, do I think that there's a world where, you know, they draft a quarterback – they don't have very many playmakers and they have to just feed the ball to Miles Sanders and protect the quarterback, throw the ball to him out of the backfield a bunch um, and just force feed him volume. Like, yeah, I think that's a realistic scenario. But uh, do I also think there's a, a world where he's on the Eagles and, you know, he's splitting game time with Gainwell or whoever else they have there, Rashad Penny. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's the same old, same old. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just I wouldn't be very excited about him on the Eagles. I'm not very excited about him on the Panthers, but I know, you know, there's a possibility for him to outperform what he's done the last few years with the Eagles. Okay, well, I mean, he was he's running back 15 in PPR with the, with the Eagles last year. You know, yeah, that's yeah. probably that's probably his ceiling with the Eagles. Do you yeah. think it's higher than the Panthers? I think so, yeah. just because it, it would be volume based, right? Like they would. So garbage numbers. Yeah, basically. 
like Najee the other. Because I just don't think they're going to be a very good team, right? So it's you know them just and they're not going to have very many playmakers, and especially if they you know, I mean, it's can't discount. We can't discount them picking Anthony Richardson, right? And if Anthony Richardson's in that offense, I mean, they're going to have to protect him. Like they're really going to have to protect him throwing the ball, um, make things really easy for him. And Miles Sanders is an easy answer. So, yeah, yeah I hear you. I, it, it's like, um, you know, like I said, it's like Najee and, and Big Ben's last year. It was all like a million mm-hmm. dump offs. Everything was just a, a dump off for two yards and you get 0.7 points or you get 1.3 points depending on your format. Yeah. You know, out of Najee, out of that bullshit play, they ran 30 times a game, you know? So, yeah, I, I understand. It's trash numbers. It's not something that I would – I would give up anything of value for. No. no. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Is there anybody that was either signed via free agency or traded that you are actually actively pursuing? No. That is a really good question. Because I know when I first started doing Dynasty, I liked to I like to have the guy that was going into the free agency and going mm-hmm. to a new team that really wants him, right? But I don't do love that. I don't love when usually they underperform in their first year, especially a wide receiver yeah. with a new team. Right. Exactly. Um, obviously not true with Devonta Adams, but he was traded, not free agent. But uh, is there anyone like yeah, so, AJ sorry, Brown right. blew up last year after changing teams? Yeah. Right. So is there, is there, anyone yeah, this year I mean, but he's, he was also our, well, no, he was actually kind of underperforming in Tennessee. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I guess that is a the same. You know, What's that? Tyree kind of stayed the same, you know, as far as he had, he had a, a wide receiver one or two year with Mahomes, right? So, yeah. I mean, he, he did. I think I'm more. Uh, I think I'm more along the lines of, and I've always kind of been this way. I think it's because I've been playing Dynasty for so long. Um, I've always rather pursue the guys that are going to benefit the leaving of the uh, the leaving part of the situation. So. Um, you know, for instance, Jordan Love is yeah. my big buy this offseason. So with Aaron Rodgers leaving, I mean, even on a competing roster, I really just don't even want to roster Aaron Rodgers. Same. You know, I got, uh, two, you know, I got two Jordan Loves. So I got uh, I traded what well, I, I traded Ridley, Calvin Ridley for him straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that was a good trade. I, I, I remember mentioning that one. And uh, I forget. I, I think I gave up. Uh, late second and a fourth yeah yeah i i've gotten him for a few seconds uh in different leagues well i mean for a second in a few different leagues Uh, sorry to be all over the place but i did hear somewhere it'd be interesting if elijah moore was included in the package to get aaron Rodgers. he's another one that's a buy for me if you can get him really cheap Uh, i've gotten him as a throw-in on a couple of uh deals uh like a month ago or so we're so high on him until last year now yeah i don't even know what he's worth anymore i haven't seen him move nothing he's worth nothing i traded him straight up for njoku at a 1.5 premium i'd rather have njoku all day like not even close yeah Interesting. I thought so too. That's why I did it. Not even close. What does DTC say about that? Because I think that's like a that's like a landslide trade. Like that's not even Elijah. That's a good question. Let's look it up. But I mean, he's my third tight end. I don't even need him. I just did it for the value. Like I I mean, Njoku Njoku could be a high end tight end one this year. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys in play for that. Yeah. He's healthy. Um, It's that's a huge if. He never has, right? 
I mean, he's been in the league a lot. I'm sure there have been years where he stayed healthy. So, Njoku is a 12.6, um, and Elijah Moore is a 7.7. 7. So, Elijah Moore and Sutton are worth the same? Yes. That makes no damn sense. Sutton's <laughs> value must have must have gone up on their on their calculator because uh, I remember it being lower. Um, and you know, I was getting him. I mean, I was getting him for throw-ins like a month ago, like really? on on deals. Just say, so yeah, throw in Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Elijah Moore. Oh, Elijah Moore. You mean he? Yeah, he's yeah. a seven point seven. He probably has gone up um, since the Aaron Rodgers news. But yeah, it'd be interesting if it, I. I yeah, I that makes that's what it is. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But I've I've heard that rumor that he could be included in the trade, and I've actually been hoping for it since then because it's a little crowded now. Great. Yeah, he already has bad blood with the coaching staff or something. It seems like so. I mean, yeah, didn't he get benched and for a game? Yeah, he was huffing and puffing, and he he didn't really. That whole that whole situation is a mess. Uh, Like with every quarter, I mean, every wide receiver coming out and talking shit about their quarterback. Like any chance they get, like yeah. any little opportunity they get, they shit on uh, Zach, on, uh Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, man, like, that's wouldn't that make oh. you not want to be a quarterback there? Be like, oh wait, I can't wait to go to these divas. Well, just talk crap about me at the first. Don't bang their moms. I think it's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't think he did What's that, that, but. <laughs> Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm just trying to protect the the podcast legally. Uh, well, yeah, just, that that was. A I'm joke. not saying he did it. I'm just saying don't do that in general. It's just. Oh yeah, know. no, yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> I go to a place of employment, I make sure. I say it all the time. I, I say it in interviews. Just yeah. don't bang their moms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of the mission statement. Yes. Jesse's in the restaurant business, so everybody knows. Just uh, yeah. he's, he's not in the plumbing business or the pool cleaning business. <laughs> yeah. or, uh, no, no, he's different in that business. You know, people, people bring their moms to Jesse. <laughs> oh my god! Gosh. So, what the Eagles did, Rashad Penny? Yeah. Tell me about Rashad Penny yeah, to Jesse. Miles Sanders was ringing Rashad Penny, which I think is an amazing move. It's going to make a huge difference for the first four games or so. And then obviously, he won't be. why don't they just save him for the playoffs? Just put him in bubble wrap until the playoffs. Yeah, what do you recognize? Yeah, you yeah, it's it. You hope that he gets hurt from game six through 14, you know, and we get him back like Seattle did late in that one year for that one run. He was amazing. You know, I, it's great. It, it's fool's gold to think that it's going to happen, really. I Honestly, as an Eagles fan, now speaking to you not as an analyst, I'm looking for Bijan. I want Bijan on, on that offense so badly. If they took Bijan with the 10th pick instead of Miles Murphy or whatever freaking defensive lineman, Paris Johnson, blah, blah. I don't care. I want B. John Robinson. Do you know how amazing he would be and that team would be? Oh, my God, right? So I, that, I'm saying all that to say as an analyst, they're probably going to draft the running back. Mike, Mike, do you know how unbearable Jesse would be if the Eagles take Bijan? Do you know how often he's going to talk about Bijan? If you had a one-on-one in his league, just ask for the world and Jesse will give it to you. 
Like Jesse, Jesse, Jesse talks about Jesse talks about Eagles players that nobody likes or wants all day, right? (laughs) If they take Bijan, if they take Bijan, we are never going to hear the end of it. Okay, and God forbid Bijan is like RB one, right? (laughs) I wasn't even going to mention that we lost one of the best blocking wide receivers in the NFL to the Cardinals. But since you said that, I needed to bring that up. <laughs> no, yeah. I kid, I kid. No, that would be that would be exciting. That would be it exciting. really would. I, I, I mean, Howie Roseman, Eagles GM, has never shown in his in his history that he would ever do that. the The highest I think he's ever gone was Miles Sanders in the second. So, yeah, I think Westbrook was maybe a little high. No, Westbrook was a third. So. Yeah, I mean, I, he he's never shown that he's going to do that. He's probably going to take a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman. We're all going to yawn, and by thirty, Bijan's not going to be there. So, Ooh, some what about what about, really, what about Sean Tucker? I would love to see Sean Tucker on the Eagles. Is that would help? be amazing. But at thirty, um, yeah, I don't see the Eagles doing that. So, I would I would expect them to take a guy later. Um, yeah. I really do expect the yeah. Eagles to fall into the Zach Evans trap, to be honest. It just feels right. You know, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll do the same dance we did with Miles Sanders for three years, and then in his fourth year, he'll figure it out, and then he'll leave. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I have in my brain. What I'd really like to see is, um, like, I mean, Sean Tucker would be amazing. I, I Anyone that mocks Jameer Gibbs to the Eagles, I, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense at all to me. We don't throw to our running backs enough, and we already have a receiving back in Gainwell. That's mm-hmm. his role. He's our locked-in number two. That's what he is. He's never going to be our number one. He's not. I mean, they just don't see him that way. So, I mean, and really he's not that great of a pass blocker either. So he's just never going to have a three down roll Kenneth Gainwell. So that they're going to have a guy over him. Um, I'd like to see a guy, a guy with some power tank. Bigsby would be awesome. Um, Kendry Miller, even though I don't love that guy's tape, that would be kind of cool. Um, Charbonnet. Charbonnet would be amazing. Um, you know, if they were to, they were to jump up and well, you know, we have a late second round pick. I could really see Charbonnet going in that. Oh, that would be beautiful. All right, there we go. Oh my gosh, whatever running back they get, Jess is going to be like, oh. <laughs> right, right. I, lo- I like Charbonnet so much that I would honestly be very disappointed if the Eagles took him. <laughs> how, do you, how do you think I felt when the Giants drafted Saquon? And the, you guys and the, got a great Penn State running back too. We got a bluff. We got a bluff. <laughs> Miles Sanders. Yeah. I remember how excited Eagles fans were with Miles Sanders. I, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. got their own Saquon Barkley. Well, yeah. <laughs> just just like just like Miles Sanders, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yeah. No, I, and I mean, same thing with when Zeke went to Dallas. I was so disappointed. I can never root for that guy. Yeah. So good in college. Yeah. Um, so oh, I forgot. We forgot to mention. We forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, the Panthers and the Texans, uh, the new tight end for the Texans. Oh, Dalton Schultz. No, we 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 mentioned it in passing. 
Ah. So, yeah, let's let's talk about Dalton Schultz a little bit. So, um, we have no idea if this is good or bad for him because we have no idea what the offense is going to be like. All we can do is speculate, right? That young quarterbacks lean on tight ends, but it's most likely a downgrade. Literally going to be a young quarterback because it's going to be Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I'd be so excited if Bryce Young goes there. It's most likely a downgrade though, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not too many other weapons there, so. Yeah, ain't exactly a blocking tight end either. So. I think I think we'll we'll see when when we see what I. The thing is, like, I'm not gonna try to hide it. I know absolutely nothing about their you know coaching staff other than the head coach. So, um, yeah, I, th- I just I th- don't know what that's gonna look like. I mean, it could be very tight end heavy. We could see there could be a reason they're bringing in Dalton Schultz and not bringing in another you know wide receiver or somebody. Yeah, that there was many they, on the market, but they stole a guy from Shanahan. So yeah. They they stole they stole one of his guys, so it's it's most likely going to be a Shanahan system. It's we have no idea if it's going to be well run or what version of it it's going to be. Yeah, and guys have their own ideas, right? So I mean, you know, yeah, could look completely different than what Shanahan uh, was doing over there. Yeah, exactly. So the just to tie a bow on the Eagles, the last thing they did was uh, bring in Marcus Mariota as the backup. Gardner Mm -hmm. went to the Colts. Um, you know, obviously it doesn't have any real value. If you have Hurts, it's a good idea to just roster Mariota. Um, don't give up anything more than like a fourth or fifth. You know, don't give up anything of value for him. Or don't just anything. somebody to drop him and pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't give up anything. <laughs> yeah. But I would say if you have Mariota on your roster and you don't have Jalen Hurts or you do have – but just yeah, hold on to him because – what if Jalen Hurts gets hurt? You know, then you have a guy that's uh, stepping into a really good situation and could just um, have a real spike in value for a few weeks and you might get something nice out of it. Yeah. You know, or maybe you're just a contender that needs a quarterback. It got real dicey at times last year. Found myself trading for Heineke, you know, just to have somebody to throw in. So many guys got hurt. And that's it. That's all really that the Eagles did. Um, I I don't really expect them to take a wide receiver. So, Quez Watkins. Although, there are still guys out there. Um, the Eagles are always really active in the second wave of free agency after the draft. So, don't be surprised, um, especially post-June 1st, if they bring somebody in. Yeah. Same with running back. And um, low-key, how – Fucked up would it be if um, they brought in Zeke on a cheap veteran contract just to stick it to Dallas? Uh, I can see Zeke in Denver, to be honest, too. <laughs> Till Javante comes back. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody's got to. Somebody's got to. Oh, yeah. So speaking of somebody carrying the load until somebody comes back, Jamal Williams with the Saints. Yep. What do we think? I mean, is he is he worth a buy or you just don't care? I mean, I don't know what that offense. If is I like. if I have him, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not spending. the 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 problem The problem with all these free agents is that if somebody has them, right, and they just moved, 
your average dynasty player, it's it's new for them. So they're going to have a level of excitement about it, right? And so it's even going to be tougher to get these pieces, even if you vaguely believe that there's a possibility for them to do okay there. So, so let's talk about the other side of that, then, right? Because people are so into these guys that just moved. I saw um, – I don't think it was my league, but somebody showed me that happened in their league. Um, Khalil Herbert went for Drake Drake London. What? No, yeah. that's absolutely that's just that's just that's, that's, that's just, just taking stupid. advantage of somebody. I don't think that has anything to yeah. do with uh but it it just kind of I think I, I saw some other Khalil Herbert trades where he was just going for more than he was worth because I think there's this there's this thought out there that um he didn't get any competition and he just got the job. Right. And so like some people will just overreact to things like that and, and over like yeah. way over. So, you know, if you have Devin Singletary or Damian Harris, now's the time to start throwing them out there. Cause it's a brand new situation and they're a brand new player now. Right. Cause they're in a, on a brand new team. Yeah. I think a good, I think a good example, right. Is um, in one of my leagues, I'm trying to find the trade right now. In one of my leagues, somebody traded for, uh, um, Oh my gosh. What's his name? Uh, Dallas Cowboys running back, Tony, uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Uh, somebody traded for Tony Pollard because Zeke got cut, right? Um, and they gave up the 103 for Tony Pollard in the 205. Gross. Yes. In Superflex. Wow. In Superflex. So I mean, I can uh, see. I would do that in one QB. Yeah, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's those kind of trades where it's not like absolutely freaking crazy, but it's just somebody getting so excited they think Tony Pollard is an RB one right. in that offense now, and there's no you know premier RB ones outside of Bijan. They need an RB, so they go out there and they overspend on Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny time of year. Yeah. You know, do you, yeah. Do you think that the Patriots are better off with Juju than Jacoby and Myers. Do you think that Juju is better off with the Patriots than with Mahomes? I don't think either. I don't, of them. Either I don't want to touch things. any of them. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to touch any I, of those guys. Exactly. I don't want any of those players. But I guarantee there's people out there that are like, "Ooh, Juju, new team. This is always what he needed." Don't know or something. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing is. I don't want any of those players either. Have you guys have you guys received trades where it's like just for like a random example um, involving these two players like you have Jacoby Myers and somebody has Juju and they try to like swap you for them and I'm like why like yeah what's the <laughs> point of this like no I'm just gonna keep my guy I don't like either one of them like my, my like no my but now everyone's people I don't like. Well, like actually, Chad, you've done that to me. Like no, Chad. All right, so I ask, I respond to both of you guys with why. Quite often the trades, but it's for different reasons. Mike, for you, it's because why? Why do you even want to do this? Like, why can we just save the energy and uh, <laughs> bandwidth and not do it? And then Chad, you every once in a while will send something that's fucking sneaky as shit, and I'll be like, why? Are you trying to do this to me? No. And I won't have a good reason to say no, except that I'm just fucking suspicious. 
So my yeah. only reason, my like, only like, 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 like a month ago, I, I was trying to get in range for one of these quarterbacks because I, I pretty much knew the range they were going to go, and you could guess it before like people were really onto it. And so I was trying to get a draft pick in position for one of those quarterbacks, which was top six, right? Which is what I thought was going to be top six. It ended up kind of being top seven now, but I knew it was going to be probably around that that you know one oh one oh two to one oh six range. Uh, so yeah, I tried to trade up to the 106 and Jesse's like, why are you trading up now for the 106? Why not just wait? I'm like, just do the trade, man. Like, stop asking questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Try to be sneaky <laughs> shit, man. Because it was also kind of a low ball. I, I, I stopped explaining reasons for rejecting and countering trades a long time ago. I don't have energy for it anymore. <laughs> I will respond quickly and <laughs> confidently, but yeah. I, I hear you. I don't talk. I don't talk to a lot of play, people about like if it's people I don't know. But you guys, yeah, I want to fucking. <laughs> I talk to everybody. I talk to everybody because I found, you know, I don't since like I've been this. playing Dynasty, since I've been playing Dynasty, I found that the more you talk to people, especially during trade discussions, like you can turn a rejection into a really friendly conversation, and then other trades that you know benefit you come out of it, uh, and it happens oh, very, very often. So, like, you know, I tr- I might trade with a guy, you know, three, four times in a month span, uh, and I think all the trades lean my way, um, and he thinks all the trades lean his way. Typically how trading works, right? But, I mean, I know for a fact they lean my way. So <laughs> it's just one of those things, and it all just comes from conversation. If we didn't have those conversations, you don't build up that level of trust. Uh, that sounds very um, sociopathic, but... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. But no, I hear you. I do the same thing. I, I build relationships so I can make trades. Yeah. I, I, I mean, prime example is that trade that I told you earlier, Ridley for, for love. He sent me, um, it was like Purdy for for Ridley. And I, I was mm. like, no, that's gross. But instead of responding with, no, that's gross, I responded with, um, are you, are you, looking to get rid of Purdy or are you looking to acquire Ridley? Um, what's, you know, what's your motivation? Maybe we can talk, maybe we can't. And he said, well, um, I was looking to acquire Ridley. I saw something about blah, blah, blah. His, he read his speech and he really liked his character. Okay, great. So he said, these are the other players I would be willing to give up. And Jordan Love was on that list. And I was like, okay, cool. Done. We'll see. Okay. I just- I just don't have the conversation, but I honestly do try to counter like 90% of the time. No, you reject oh. all of my trades, Mike. Hey, not true. He rejected my trade in like, I sent him a trade today. He rejected it like literally in a second. Like the second I sent it, it was rejected. Yeah. I was the, the sleeper, the sleeper app didn't even like comprehend what happened. So the trade just disappeared. That's how fast he did it. It was, <laughs> like, it was James Cook and Judy for the 112 this year, my 24 first next year. Which is gonna be like the 112 or 111. That's a fair trade. In P2, where my depth is already crazy, you already know I don't like Judy. Remember last year we had this conversation and I traded. Oh, I don't I I don't remember that you don't like I traded Judy. Judy. I wouldn't I wouldn't Jesse have sent it. Straight up and you were I like, wouldn't oh, have sent it if I didn't there. if I if I knew you didn't like Judy. But uh I mean you're a Broncos fan so I assume you like Judy. I don't know. I'm not Homer in in uh in fantasy football. No, but I, really I think that's a I think that's a relatively fair trade. I mean, I could have added a third or something. I just in the situation yeah. I didn't I didn't want it. 
because I like I've got players like Mike Williams on my bench. So is Judy really going to make a difference, or is having a first in my back pocket to be able to trade to upgrade in the middle of the season? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. He goes down, right? So no, you're right. I was just I was just laughing. I was that's why I didn't say anything. I was just laughing because um and how fast it was. I was like, were you like on in P2 while I was like sending you the trade or something? It was that fast. It was like automatic. I was like, where'd the trade go? Just disappeared. Like as soon as I sent it. Yeah, no, I just get an adrenaline rush every time I see a proposed trade. I just (laughs) look at it and usually I don't like to think too long on trades. Yeah, normally I get a rejection pretty quickly. Yeah. And no counter. Yeah. (laughs) I counter all the time, Jesse. You're so full of crap. I don't know. Jesse's saying you don't counter. You didn't counter my trade today. I don't you know. Who, me? Oh, well, the last trade was a straight reject from Jesse. So, hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, this is amazing podcasting going on oh, right yeah, now. Nobody cares. Actually, I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the clock in a, in, in a draft, in an actual rookie draft right now. Let's make a pick. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Mike, I offered you. Um, I offered you Dalvin Cook. Oh no, I rejected that. No, that yeah, bad. that was my offer. You don't. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> counter was, it. Let's awful. make the let's make the pick. Let's make the pick. Okay, I liked all of my players better than your players, so I can't counter. All right, so I'm on the on the clock. Three fourteen. All right, so it's a fourteen team league, right? And there's an extra pick. There's a one fifteen pick. So anyway, let's talk about who's available. So, Xavier Hutchinson is kind of at the top of my list. Mm, Chris Rodriguez, anybody like? No. Parker Washington, Eric Gray, Mahibani, no. Mahibani, no. Will Mallory, Zach Koontz. No, Will Mallory. Uh, Koontz I like a little bit. Just out of, like, you know, traits. Jonathan Mingo, Payne Durham. Jonathan Mingo. That's my guy. That's who that's who my vote would be so far. Really? You like him more than Xavier Hutchinson? I do. Okay, tell me. I mean, just a really good player. <laughs> just a really good player. He tested a really good the roof. I yeah. mean, he didn't have any production in college, so why is he such a great player? Yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't play for a very explosive old miss offense, so I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a traits guy. Um, you know, I think he did really well. Was it at the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he showed out at the Senior Bowl. I, I keep getting him mixed up because some of these players went to the Shrine Bowl for some godly reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it was the Senior Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mingo's pretty awesome, man. Uh, he's a big guy. Um, you know, maybe not the tallest guy, but just, like, his frame is really big, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he tested you know elite numbers uh, i think he's he finds himself in the right you know offense with a decent amount of capital i think he's he's going to be a good a better nfl player than he was a uh, a college player jaden reed yeah. ride yeah. no you don't like any of these guys they threw out there how about you mike do you do you like any of the names i threw out no don't, clayton. don't know enough about any of the names all right your brother clayton tune no deal Oh yeah, yeah. Get my doppelganger. You know, you know, um, you know what might sell you. Um, I have don't in a C two C league. So. You know what might sell you? Uh, 
don't quote me, but I believe, I believe, uh, maybe a week or two ago, I saw a podcast with your guy, um, uh, Greg Cassell, um, which I know, I mean, I, I think he's okay, but you love Greg Cassell. I love Greg um, And he loves Jonathan Mingo. Like, loves him. I think he was, like, his top three, like, players nobody's talking about or something. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I'm really – I really I really want – I really like Hutch. He had an elite three cone for a big guy. All right, we're going to go Mingo. Not very worse because, like I said, I already have a share in a C2C league of Mingo. I, that was blind. That was blind stabbing in my yeah. in my C two C draft. At some point, it was probably in the startup. All right, Jonathan Mingo, it is. So, you guys want to hear who I drafted in this league? Like, curious about where where guys went. Chad, how many um, picks did you make? Two. Who did you take? I took Addison at the one hundred eight. I think. Yep, that's nice. Um, and I took uh, Tyler Scott at the 303. Oh, yeah. So you made a trade with me for that, that pick. Yeah. Cool. I didn't have any picks, so I made a trade for um, Addison and made a pick a trade for Tyler Scott. Excuse me. <clears throat> so I took Stroud at 102, Richardson at 103, and then I took Tank Bigby at 207. I couldn't believe he was there. You know? Yeah. And in this league, that's, I mean, in a regular 12-team league, that would have been the 210. Yeah. That's crazy. And then Evans at 210, right, which would have been the 301. Oh, yeah, I guess we should say it is a 14-team league. So. 14-team league. Yeah. And that there's – I said it earlier. And then there's a 115. You know, there's an extra yeah. at the end of yeah. the first. So – and then I got Hooker at the 211, Cedric, Cedric Tillman at 302. And then I just took Mingo. Yeah, that Cedric Tillman pick is, is really nice. Um, I love this draft. I, I actually did very well last year in this league drafting before the NFL draft as well. You know, I got Christian Watson and Dotson really late. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did really, really well drafting in it. I did really well winning it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you your dispersal was way better than mine. The year I did my dispersal, the year before you, it was full of crap. There were no first round picks. There was, it was just really bad. So I had to do my best to just kind of hustle up and rebuild. Yeah. So I've been churning and churning. I, I think I need another year to churn this roster because I, I, those are my only three quarterbacks. I can't, you know, like I yeah. can't depend, depend on any of those. Yeah. Hen and hooker. I like where you got them. I think that was a good deal. I think there is a, there's a world, there's a, uh, a wormhole somewhere and another life going on where Hennon Hooker is, uh, you know, maybe a late first round pick. So, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, to spend, like it. and to spend, you know, what's a third round pick on him? Who cares? Yeah. You know, to, to take a shot on what could be a starting player and, and you know, a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I think he's good enough definitely to find his way into the first round. Um, probably will be a second round pick, but I think he's yeah. good enough. And he's a, even as a second rounder, if I'm taking him in the third round of a of a rookie draft, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all this, all the second and third round. Wait, no, they were all third round, right? Uh, what, last the quarterbacks year? last year, yeah, they were all, all third, third rounders. Right? 
How was in the fifth, but yeah, the rest were. In the yeah, fifth. but I, I mean, the ones that went early. Yeah, Ritter. Um, yeah, Malik uh, Willis. Ritter and Malik. They went in the second and uh, Corral. Yeah, they went early second and um, and and sure. uh, a lot of drafts, and they went in the third round in the NFL draft. So yeah, exactly. I mean, the age and the injury obviously are scaring people off poker, I guess. But Stetson Bennett went like three picks later, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Anything else tonight? I don't think so. No, I think that's it. We got her done. Yeah, we got her done. All right, so I just – the only thing I want to plug, really, because we don't really do a lot of plugs, but I do that's what want – she said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when we add up all those inches – that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.